is Jamie Court. I'm the president of Consumer Watchdog. Thanks for joining us for this week's Rage for Justice report. I'm pleased to be here uh, this week with our litigation director, our chief counsel, Jerry Flanagan. Jerry, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Well, the Rage for Justice report is where we expose, confront, and change. And in today's uh, LA Times, uh, there was a column posted by the Pulitzer Prize-winning columnist Mike Hiltzik that goes into a legal struggle that you've been waging against uh, the biggest oil companies in the world on behalf of Consumer Watchdog, for which I'm very grateful. So I thought we'd share with our listeners a little bit about why uh, the oil industry wants our emails and our communications with government agencies and our, uh, our, our emails and communications with reporters and what you've been going through just to protect our sources and our right to expose, confront, and change that industry. Well, going back about 11 years now, we've had at least uh, seven subpoenas served on Consumer Watchdog seeking not only our confidential sources, whistleblowers in, in, in the industry that let us know about uh, market manipulation, but also our confidential documents, and of course, the latest one, Jamie, you know very well, seeking your testimony. Um, and it's all about the oil industry wanting to find out how we know what we know about them. And it's because we've been so effective, right? Uh, over the years, uh, going after market manipulation, also uh, political corruption related to the oil and gas industry. And Danny Sternberg and I, uh, uh, Danny, one of our uh, um, legal counsel here, spent over 500 hours just si since September of 2018 uh, defending these subpoenas. And, and as, uh, as uh, Mike Heltzik points out in his column today, uh, $150,000 in legal fees, which is 10% uh, of our litigation budget for a year. That's, that's a pretty significant, uh, pretty significant um, use of our resources, and these are charitable resources. We didn't pay uh, 150000 outside counsel, but that's our time that we're spending that we could be spent fighting the oil industry. How much do you think it is them wanting to get our sources, which the, we're not going to let them get. We're going to fight it out. And how much of it is just them wanting to take our resources and use them towards some other end than fighting the oil companies. Well, it's certainly a diversion, but it's also punishment, right? I mean, we, you know you know better than anyone else here. Over the last 25 years, we've been beating them up uh, in the media and in our investigative reports for market gouging. The latest validation of that is that the governor directed the attorney general here in California to investigate the oil and ga gas industry based on a 2015 report that we wrote. Yeah, and that's the thing is this is a case that we are not plaintiff in, we are not defendant in. This is some gas station owners suing the oil companies for price manipulation. Uh, and we pointed out the price manipulation in a series of reports uh, when California is paying a buck, a buck fifty more than the rest of America. That was really pronounced in 2015 and onward. When we got another governor uh, in 2018, Gavin Newsom, uh, he was very interested in why we're paying so much more than the rest of uh, the nation, and, and, and he and some legislators read our reports. They ordered the uh, California Energy Commission in the spring, this spring, when our prices spiked again, to investigate the validity of our theory that the oil companies were basically paying their, uh, see, when the oil companies sell their gas to their station owners, to their branded station owners, where they set the price, their company basically stations, their brand stations, they can charge any price they want. They also have this gas, same gas they sell to an independent sector of the gas market, which is the unbranded, the Costco's. There are not too many of them, 10 or 15% of the market in Southern California. So they're selling the gas to their own stations, the branded corporate stations, at 30 to 40 cents more than they're selling to these independents, and it's the same gas. 
And the only reason to do that is to artificially inflate the price of gas at their company station so they can get more money out of us for no good reason. And basically, after the Energy Commission, California Energy Commission, which is no real consumer advocate agency, studied this, it found that we were right. And the governor picked up those findings and recently directed the Attorney General of California to uh, examine them and prosecute if necessary. And we're still hoping that's happening. So, you know, isn't it as reasonable that the uh, oil companies would depose the governor, would serve discovery on the governor? There's a political consequence, but how different it is, is than information that we've put in the public realm. Everything we know that's public is on our website and, you know, multiple times, including footnoted sources, what do they hope to get from us? And, and, and why, why aren't they serving subpoenas on the Energy Commission and the governor or the attorney general but us? The only reasonable conclusion is that this is punishment for years of watching them. And there's lots of really interesting both substantive issues on oil and gas, but also the legal issues here, as Mike Hiltzik pointed out today in his column, fascinating. The First Amendment provides consumer groups like us a privilege to protect our confidential sources against these very kinds of attacks. Because if we were forced to give over our communications with whistleblowers or government officials, that would have a chilling effect on our ability to have certain communications in the future. In other words, right, if the folks that tip us off about oil and gas wrongdoing that are inside the industry found out that we would have to turn over their communications to the very folks they're blowing the whistle on, that would very likely lead to not getting those communications in the future. Certainly, the industry would love to find out who's ratting them out, right, to consumer groups. Uh, but the law protects nonprofits like ours from these harassing subpoenas. Uh, and, you know, obviously, Chevron and Exxon has more money than they can count, and they have more lawyers than we can count. So there's really no downside to them continuing to harass us, except that, you know, there may well may be an opportunity for our court to weigh in on this in the future. Um, you know, well, I got two, I got two emails this morning from two uh, members of the California legislature saying this is outrageous after reading the column and asking how they can help. And I put that question to you. What can the legislature do to, um, you know, we, we have a, an anti-slap statute, right? So non-for-profit groups can't be harassed or they can get their fees back. I know there's a federal court, but Mike makes a very good point in his column, Mike Hiltzik, that it, it's amazing that you can be an innocent bystander in a, in a case. Someone serves a subpoena on you, and you have to defend yourself. You can ignore the subpoena, or you have to defend yourself. If you ignore the, the subpoena, you have to go to court and justify it. So... You know, you're not a party in the case, but suddenly you either have to get a lawyer or you have to give these companies what they want. What happens when you win and they're not entitled to something and they're wasting your hours? Should we have a new law with a better standard for when oil companies or other industries that want to harass not-for-profit groups uh, have to pay us our fees? Well, on the one hand, the good news is that there are what they know as shield laws here in California that protect journalism and the investigative work that we do. Uh, so there is good law in the books, and there are both in state and federal court. But certainly the California legislature could go a step further and write a specific law that grants very specific tailored privileges to nonprofit consumer groups like ours. Like I said, you know, uh, there's been decades of good law in California that consumer groups like us have the same First Amendment journalist privileges as a news reporter does to protect our sources and protect our draft documents. But California could always take a step further and say, we're going to write a tailored privilege 
protecting consumer groups that do this kind of investigative And environmental reporting. groups, because the oil the oil companies have done this to environmental groups too, right? Mike cites some in his column. Yeah, yeah. There are, uh, in, in matter of fact, there are a history of uh, Chevron and Exxon and the other big oil uh, players from, atta from attacking groups that dare raise question about uh, the legality of their efforts. And there are, you know, the Union of Concerned Scientists is one of the uh, groups that is discussed in uh, Mike's article um, targeted for in a similar way a couple years back. And Peter Frumoff from the, the Union of Concerned Scientists uh, is quoted as saying, aggressive legal bullying is not a new strategy for these companies. Uh, unfortunately, you know, the federal rules of civil procedure are, are stacked against consumer groups. One gets the sense that it's the industries themselves, the big powerful uh, Chevrons and Exxons that are writing those rules that allow them to serve these subpoenas on us and then shift the burden to groups like ours that have 14 staff, right, to fend off the world's largest oil and gas interests. But we do have powerful tools in our tool chest. And, you know, th these folks better be careful because, you know, if they push this too far, a court can sanction them for harassing Consumer Watchdog. Yeah, and I think we should explore some new legal remedies with these legislators and maybe give them a few bill ideas. The other thing, uh, I think, is to thank you and your staff and Danny because – um, you know, we're proud to protect our sources. It is expensive to protect our sources, but by protecting our sources, we're allowing people to blow the whistle without, you know, seeing their whistle taken away or without, uh, you know, them, you know, having fear that they're going to lose their job or their livelihood. And, and this is really, really important in an age where the way groups like ours get information is, yes, some of it's data-driven. A lot of our work was data-driven. But there were significant sources in the industry that tipped us to certain practices. And if we were forced to turn over those communications, those people would never speak again, and they'd never work again. And so I thank you, and I salute your legal team for all this tremendous uh, tremendous uh, work on our behalf that's largely inglorious in the sense that when you succeed, the status quo happens, as opposed to most of the work you do, which we'll talk more in the show. When you succeed, consumers get money back, people get rights back. This is defensive work, so really, thank you, Jerry. Thank you to uh, Danny and all the lawyers here who spent time um, defending us against these subpoenas. We have a lot of swords, but sometimes we need a shield. Thank you. My pleasure. Let's go get them. Thanks, and thanks uh, to all of you uh, who have been listening to this Rage for Justice report and for your support for Consumer Watchdog. You can find us on the web at consumerwatchdog.org, and you can download our podcast and subscribe at all the usual places, uh, Apple Store, SoundCloud, Google Play, etc. So thank you. This is Jamie Court. I'm president of Consumer Watchdog, and I've been here with Jerry Flanagan, our uh, chief counsel. <laughs>